I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. All right, so we've been talking about landing a remote job for a while now, but the one thing you're probably most curious about is how to learn the online skills you need to land these jobs. I'm not just talking about getting a brief introduction, but learning from actual accredited schools so you can be taken seriously when you apply for these jobs. You've been waiting for a while, and I'm really sorry about that, but I have finally created a whole page listing the best courses to take from teaching English online to becoming a freelance writer and so much more all from trusted sources that will get you that remote job so if you're ready and serious to take the next step then visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started again you can visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here for this extended interview with Eric where we're going to talk about how to start family travel on a budget because you know, when you start a family, that's one thing that you're always worried about, especially if you have multiple children. Thank you, Eric, for being here. Before we get to all of your tips and tricks, can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, so I'm Eric Stowen, and I am a travel writer and photographer based in California. Several years ago, I, I quit my job uh, in healthcare after 18 years and, and jumped into travel writing and photography and have really turned it into a career unintentionally at first. And, and now it's it's really fun traveling the world with my kids and getting paid to do it. Having said that, my kids are getting older now, and so they are declining more and more travel with me. <laughs> um, and so th- there's definitely a sweet spot, and we can talk about that, like like as far as the perfect ages to travel with your kids before they become they're teenagers cool. who don't want to travel cool with for you, you or be around you <laughs> anymore. So that's always interesting. But otherwise, yeah, I, I simply am a travel writer and, and love traveling with my kids and, and have gotten to about 62 countries, I think, with them so far. A lot of that started before they were one year old. My wife and I just always simply loved traveling. And there was never a question. We never said, oh, are we going to stop traveling? It's like, we just kept going. Like there was no reason not to. And we made it work. That is incredible. And, you know, I wish I had parents like that, that just took me traveling everywhere. But one of the things, this is why I really wanted to talk to you about this, because, you know, my parents, we like we didn't have a lot when I was growing up. And that was one of the things that was always on our minds is the budget. Can we afford this? Now, how are you able to do this, Eric, especially with multiple children to afford to travel, make sure you have a good time um, and allow them to see all of these different wonderful things all over the world, but do it in a way where you you don't break the bank. So one of the best ways to not break the bank is to travel during the off season. And that is easy to do with kids up until around sixth grade, we found. As long as our kids were in elementary school, they never minded missing school. And our kids' teachers never minded them missing school. They realized that travel is a better education than anything they're going to get in school that week. That there's like you and I, like there's no week of school that we remember like like as being <laughs> pivotal. Like, like it's just like you're going to remember an amazing trip somewhere more than you are that week in school. And so if you can travel 
when it's not summer break, when it's not spring break, when it's not those peak seasons around the world, everything is so much cheaper from flights to hotels. The other advantage to traveling with younger kids is you can all stay in one hotel room, a, a hotel even if they're like, oh, our max occupancy is three or four and, and you have others, but they're, they're really small or one is in a crib or whatever. A lot of hotels, if you simply reach out to them via email and say, okay, this is our budget. You know, when I'm on your website, it's not letting me put in two kids for this room. Is there any way that you can let me do it? We'd love to come this week or whatever. And I don't think a lot of people think to do that. Like you can literally write to any hotel and tell them what your budget is and ask if there's any way that they can work with you. Because most people are going to just assume that their rates are their rates, but really their marketing department has flexibility a lot of the time. If they're not expecting the hotel to be full, like, like they'd rather get you there. That's not you know, that you're always going to hear a yes or anything else, but it, it may work. And so if you're able to travel off season and like ticket, plane tickets to Europe, I mean, have not gone up that much over the years. Like you can still get to Europe for $400. I mean, New York is even cheaper um, than, than California, but if you're flying to Europe in March when it's not spring break or April or October or November, especially January, February, if it's freezing cold, like nobody wants to go to Europe or whatever. And so you can go cheap. So, so be flexible is what it comes down to that if you're flexible on, on where you're going, when, and, and even hotels, obviously there's a huge wide range of hotels everywhere in the world from $40 a night to $4,000 a night. And, and so you can book whatever you want based on your budget and if you're not in the room that much, that doesn't really matter if you're in a cheap hotel, like, like you're out and you're, you're, you're experiencing the city. And as long as you're in a decent location or whatever, I always like locations. I'm willing to spend a little bit more for a hotel that's walkable so that we're not like outside of some city center and having to wait for a bus that may or may not come or anything like that. Having said all of that, we, I've maxed out frequent flyer miles since the first frequent flyer credit cards came out. <laughs> like I was like, this is amazing. Like in the old days, you could actually get cash advances and get miles for it. And the uh, credit card companies weren't even paying any or weren't charging any kind of interest or anything on that if you paid it back. And so obviously that's all changed. But literally I would go um, when I was in high school and I would do a $5,000 cash advance on my mileage credit card and then immediately deposit that cash in the bank and write a check to the credit card company. <laughs> and I just made 5,000 miles for doing it. And, and obviously like all those loopholes have closed, but my healthcare job, it was a call center and our phone bills were up in Canada, but they were $20,000 and more a month. And I asked my boss, I'm like, can I put this on my credit card and get the miles and then just have the, the company literally write a check straight to the credit card. And he's like, absolutely. Like, if you can benefit from that, like we're not losing anything by letting you do that. And so I was racking up hundreds of thousands of miles easily. And, and a lot of people may have that ability to, to charge work expenses to a credit card, even if it's not a call center, um, anything like that. So, so yeah, I, I guess those are, those are my major, I mean, there, there are a ton of smaller things that you can do as far as, you know, minimize ATM fees and all of that good stuff. But in the big picture, yeah, go when other people are not. Um, so, so be flexible on your destinations and, and use frequent flyer miles if you can, because a lot of the time that airfare is the most expensive part of getting somewhere. And especially off season, it's easy to get those free tickets and then they require fewer miles. So, so jump on that like as early as you can. Like if you have a credit card that you're using regularly and you're not getting miles, like, like switch it out, get a better card. Those are such great tips. And I love the tip that you made about, you know, contacting the hotels to see 
if they can accommodate you and your budget and also you know, what are they going to say? No, like we want to be with our, you know, young children in the the room, like they're not going to separate you. So that is such a good tip to have. um, And that could save you a lot of money. Now let's talk about when you're actually out about and out and about like you're doing excursions. Do you tend to do that? Do you tend to do things on your own? How do you save on that, but still see all of the major sites or the sites that you want to see? We like, I'll use Paris as an example. Like if we go to Paris for two or three weeks, we'll rent an apartment. So it's a lot cheaper than a hotel and there's a kitchen. So, so I mean, obviously in, in Paris, you can go to the boulangerie and, and bring back, you know, croissants and, and all that stuff. Like it's a super easy, inexpensive breakfast. I mean, literally the French government subsidizes the cost of croissants and, and baguettes and everything. So they're always super inexpensive to, to bring all that back to your apartment. We do picnics. Everywhere in the world, Paris is the easiest place. Like literally during the day, we'll pick up breads and we'll pick up meats from the grocery store and chocolate mousse and berries from the the little produce markets and the stands that you pass or whatever. And then we'll just go over to the Eiffel Tower at, at you know in the late afternoon and sit out on a blanket and let the kids, especially with young kids, like they don't want to be in a Michelin restaurant for three <laughs> hours. Like that's like the worst case travel scenario for parents and for kids. So don't do it. Like even if you've wanted to go to some amazing restaurant in Paris, like postpone that, like go later when your kids are older or when they're out of the house or whatever. And right now make the travel about them. I tell parents that all the time, just wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, think about your kids and don't go to a museum. If your kids don't like walking and don't like museums or lines or whatever, like, like wait, do that in a, in a future trip. Um, and so, so yeah, I mean, with young kids, Paris, you're doing picnics. It's a city filled with parks and playgrounds and inexpensive carousels. So, so, and, and our thing is we would typically literally randomly pick a spot on the Metro map the night before and go, okay, this is where we're going tomorrow. And we'd always get an apartment or a hotel or whatever near the Eiffel tower. Cause you can see the Eiffel tower from anywhere in Paris. So you can always know that you're heading in the right direction back towards your apartment. And so then we just pick a random metro stop and see what we would see or, or pick a park or whatever, start there, and then randomly zigzag all the way back to, to, to our base where we can regroup and then go out and have a picnic dinner or something. And we'd see so much that way that you wouldn't see if you were riding the metro all day from site to site, from the Arc de Triomphe to the Eiffel Tower to the Louvre or whatever. You're, like you're missing all of those really cool cafe scenes and everything else that makes Paris, Paris. And so, you know, walking costs you nothing. And, and some city, I mean, you don't want to get into the mentality too much where you're, you're making your kids miserable because like, <laughs> oh, you could jump on the London underground, you know, for 12 stops, but no, you want to save, you know, seven pounds and you're going to walk it like, like that can be miserable. But if you, if you have a purpose behind it, um, and if you're walking downhill to the Eiffel Tower, like from Montmartre or whatever, it's not difficult walking. We would always do cooking classes, um, and like I said, like, like tours, like the British Museum tour um, that I mentioned earlier in our first interview, um, where my son now has a passion for drawing because of this one tour that we did with this one artist, um, we'll always do stuff like that, but we don't max out our schedule. We don't plan more than one of those fixed activities, maybe every other day in, in a place, because you can definitely get stuff out of it. A kid-friendly walking tour through Notre Dame or the Marais. And Paris is amazing because it, it makes the city come alive for the kids. Like it's all geared towards them. Plus it's 
for my mind, where I've forgotten the history of these places over the years or whatever, like getting this kind of kid-oriented speech and, and, and introduction to places is, is perfect. Like those are the bullet points that I want to remember that I had forgotten. Um, so I've always enjoyed doing that, but yeah, I mean, we don't max that stuff out. And, and so really you, you could base in a European capital or almost anywhere in the world fairly inexpensively. If you're staying a month and you're not having to move around a lot, you're not flying to different destinations every three days or whatever, you're just like traveling deeper and, and, and really you know, learning about a place and, and, and soaking it all in, like that, that does not have to be expensive. And, you know, it's it's also great as an adult to see things in children's eyes, because most of the time you tend to just gloss over a lot of things. You want to see what you want to see. But most of the time when you're with children, it's a totally different experience. And they kind of allow you, you to slow it down. You know, where you, when you're moving too fast, your children are going to be like, no, um, I'm too small for that. We need to like sit down and do something. And And that is a really good way to do that. And, you know, walking and never hurts anyone. And it's one of the best parts of traveling. <laughs> so I love that. And a really good tip. And I've loved seeing cities through my kids' eyes. Like the first, like I had been to Hong Kong half a dozen times. It was one of my favorite cities. And then I took my daughter when she was five and I had to reevaluate like all of my favorite things. Like, okay, is she going to like the Star Ferry? Is she going to care about the night market? Is is she going to want to go across the island and you know, and, and what is there for kids, conversely, that I've never, ever seeked out before. And so on that trip, I found Ocean Park with like giant pandas and stuff. This is like this really cool amusement park that's like right there on Hong Kong Island that I had never been to before. And yeah, instead of doing the jade market, you know, we found a playground. I had never seeked out the playgrounds before. I didn't even realize that up on top of Victoria's Peak, there's a good kids playground and just letting her play like she was playing with kids from from I think Dubai and Singapore, like it was the, and, and she was like making friends and I was kind of talking to the parents who were watching their kids. And it was this really cool cross-cultural experience that she never would have gotten back home at school that week in kindergarten or whatever grade she was in. And so, yeah, like so many fun things come from seeing places through your kid's eyes and, and thinking about trips from their perspective. Cause I wasn't about to take her all the way to Hong Kong and make her do anything that she wouldn't want to do. Like that's miserable for both of us. Exactly. And I feel like too, when, when you're a different age, there's this different type of traveling that you're going through. You know, when you're a young kid, you're a teenager, you're a young adult, an adult, and then once you get older and it's really different, right? I think you've kind of see the world in a different eyes. And, you know, when you have children, you see it through their eyes. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about travel is it can be a completely different experience at a different stage in your life. And that's why it's so important to to do that with your children, because what they're going to see as a, as a kid is going to be completely different when when they're an, an adult, you know, and maybe they're traveling with, with their own kids and they're going to have those memories with you that they're going to tell their children um, someday. So it's it's pretty incredible if you think about it that way. <laughs> no, I love it. I love seeing who my kids have become and there's no like, a B comparison that you can do. Like, I don't know what my kids would be like or what their interests would be if we hadn't traveled to as many places, but honestly, yeah, every, every little thing we've done, every meal, every conversation with a front desk person who gave us suggestions somewhere, like that's all kind of become a part of them. And, and maybe they're confident at talking to somebody random in a foreign country and then just like going, okay, you know, <laughs> I'm new here. What should I see or whatever, where, where maybe a first time traveler isn't going to do that. 
yeah, they, I think hopefully, I mean, my daughter at 16 just flew uh, for the first time uh, by herself. I mean, she went with a friend, but without us, like like heading up to uh, Santa Cruz um, in San Jose uh, for New Year's Eve uh, because some other friends were up there. And yeah, just dropping her off at LAX and knowing like after all of the travel that she's done and, and, and how many passports she's filled up that she can figure this out. She can go through TSA. She can find her gate. She can do all this stuff. And she did. And it was awesome. Yeah. That, that does give you a lot of confidence in what your kids can do rather than like, if this is their first time ever leaving the country, leaving your house, like that would be way more nerve wracking than like teaching them how to do all of these things that you can do in life and then kind of letting them be on their own and allowing them to be an adult too. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Eric, for sharing all of these tips with us. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of listeners who are going to find this super helpful, whether they have children, they want to have children, nieces and nephews, whatever they have. And I think it's super valuable. And there's a lot to learn here, not just for parents, for adults, but also like for children too. So that is pretty incredible. So if our listeners want to learn more about you, your world travels with your children as a family and everything else in between, where can they find you? Uh, travelbabo.com is the best place to start. Uh, travel, B-A-B-B-O. Uh, Babo means uh, dad in Italian. And because uh, Italy is one of our favorite places. And then on all social media, I'm just travelbabo. Instagram is, is my favorite platform. And on my website, though, you can search for any destination. And, and if I've been there and with kids, I've written about it. And, and hopefully I can inspire your trips. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. We really appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Eric. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where he shares how he was able to leave his corporate job to become a travel writer. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life. I'll talk to you soon.